Father, Lord, we just want to thank you for today. We thank you for your word that you have placed in me. We thank you, Father God, for your anointing that will be flowing. We thank you, Father God, that will be your, for your power that will come through. We thank you, O oh Lord, that you will speak through me, Father God, that your wisdom, O oh God, will flow in the name of Jesus. Father God, we pray, O oh God, that hearts will be touched, lives will be transformed, Father God, that we will hear, Father God, what you intend for us to hear, Father God. And we will digest what you intend for us to digest. Father God, be with me. Let your peace be upon me. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Okay, so today's word is called Prioritizing um, God's Kingdom. This is the second um, part of Prioritizing God's Kingdom. And let me just do a quick recap of what was said the last time. The scripture I used was our famous scripture, Matthew 6, 33, but seek you first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. And with that, the last time I said that, this scripture, it's an action scripture. You know, we are, to, as believers, we're given an instruction to do, okay? We are to seek his kingdom and we're also to seek his righteousness. Anything about God that is righteous, that is what we are supposed to do. You know, before that, it was talking about how we shouldn't worry, okay? We shouldn't be warriors. We shouldn't um, be worrying about what we'll eat, what we'll, um, how we'll dress, the things that we want to do, because the Lord is on the throne, okay? We should give everything to him. And as we look to him, the worrying will be discarded. Everything else will go away and things will fall into place. But it's just making sure that we're focusing on him focusing on his kingdom and the things that he is speaking to us about. Because if we are focusing on, oh my goodness, I don't have food to eat tomorrow, or I don't have clothes to wear, that's us worrying. And we have a God who is on the throne. He's meant to do these things for us. He's meant to provide these things for us. So therefore, we are not to worry. You know, and I also mentioned Proverbs 3, verse 5 to 6, which instructs us, to trust in him and leaning not to our own understanding because our own understanding is very carnal. When we, it's very fleshly because when we um, put our trust in him, we are led by the spirit. And as we're led by the spirit, he helps us. He, um, he helps us to think right. He helps us not to worry. Okay. We also went in to talk about um, the truth in God's kingdom because before we can actually seek his kingdom first, before we can actually seek his kingdom and his righteousness, we need to know his truth, the truth that God has for us, which is the word of God. You know, being armed with the word of God, being armed with the belt of truth, it's just making sure that we surround ourselves with that because when we do not have the belt of truth fastened around our waist, we become very vulnerable. Any little thing happening is like, oh my goodness, this is going to happen to me. That's going to happen to me. We're very vulnerable to the schemes and the agenda of the enemy. We start to believe his lies. You know, I also mentioned John 10, 10, that the enemy comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That's the plan of the enemy, to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He will do anything for us to fall into that plan. But it continues to say that God has come. Um, for us to have life and life in his fullness or life in abundance. And that is what the Lord wants us to do. And as we continue to give ourselves to him, we continue to look to him, honor him. You know, we will know what he wants us to do. 
Psalms 26, verse 2, I mentioned, says we should examine our heart and our mind. And as we do these things, we will know whether or not there are things there that should not be there. It should be a daily thing that we do, bringing our heart, bringing our mind before the Lord, because there are so many things that creep in to, into our hearts, you know? Things happen and we start to justify our wrongs, justify our um, mistakes. We start making excuses. So we just need to make sure that we're continuously surrounding ourselves with the right things, with the right um, word from the Lord. I also mentioned 1 Peter 5.8, that we are to be alert and sober-minded. Being alert and sober-minded in his kingdom. Oh my goodness. We so need that. We so need that because the enemy, his plans never change. You know, his, his tricks, they're always the same. But for some reason, he gets us every time. Sometimes we fall into his trap. So we need to make sure that we are alert and sober-minded, always. And also I mentioned Psalms 86, verse 11, which says, teach me, your, teach me your way, Lord, that I may rely on your faithfulness. Give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. We need the Lord to teach us his ways. We need the Lord to help us so that we can rely on his faithfulness. I'm just quickly going through the recap. Second Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9 says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. The eyes of the Lord, it runs to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. How amazing is that? When I know that I am doing the, the things of the Lord, I'm doing what he wants me to do, I feel honored. I actually feel safe that the Lord is there. He's watching over me. He's making sure that everything is going right for me. The eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. The Lord will show himself strong to each one of us. As we give to him, as we give to his kingdom, he will make sure that we do not go without. I also mentioned that before we actually start looking into God's kingdom, we need to know what his kingdom is. And his kingdom is where he rules. It's where his dominion lays. It's where he has redemptive power. So we need to understand that it's where his rulership is. And anything that is of light is within his kingdom. There is nothing of darkness in God's kingdom. And as we seek his kingdom, it's just making sure that we're seeking the things that he wants us to not go in our own way. Matthew chapter 6, verse 24 says, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. In this instance, he's talking about money. But so many times, and Matthew, Matthew 6, 21 says, For where your treasure is, your heart will be also. Sometimes we find that even though we're saying, Lord, 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 you know, I want to do for you, I want to do for you. In the meantime, our hearts are in different places. Our hearts are chasing different things. 
I can't say what your heart is chasing because I'm not in your heart. I, I know what my heart sometimes goes towards, and it shouldn't go towards that. So therefore, it's for us to make sure that we're looking to him because as we seek his kingdom first and his righteousness, everything else that we want, it will fall into place. And it's just making sure that we're worshiping God. We're not worshiping money. Yes, we all need money. We need to pay the bills. We need to pay rent or mortgage. We all need it. But it's just making sure that our hearts are in the right place, that we're not led by money. Okay, so this is where I begin. Ways we are to seek God's kingdom first. Now, how do we then go, then go about seeking God's kingdom first? The first simple thing is praying. Praying. Praying is literally just communication with the Lord, talking to the Lord. Sometimes we have a heart to seek the Lord, but then we're like, Lord, I don't know what you want me to do. And that's where we come before him. Lord, we really want you to come into our hearts and help us. Show us the things you want us to do. You know, sometimes we're doing certain acts that we don't realize that it's things that we shouldn't be doing, you know, because we've just come from darkness and we've come into his wonderful light. So it's just speaking to the Lord and he will show us the ways to go as we commune with him in, in prayer. Psalms 5 verse 6, sorry, Psalms 5 verse 3 says, in the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you and wait expectantly. It is so amazing when you have time, you wake up in the morning, you have time to just seek the Lord. Yesterday when I was um, in, when we had the um, conference, the Daughters of the King, we went into breakout rooms and then somebody was, you know, talking about um, how we, what was it? It was how we find time to pray. And one of the things I was saying is that with prayer, you find that we have to be deliberate. Because sometimes I wake up in the morning, I've got three children in the house. Mom, 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 mom. You start, mom, mom, mom. And you just find you just get so distracted. You're in and out, in and out, in and out. So it's just finding that time. If it's a few minutes, you start off. I remember um, somebody was saying, even if you start off with 10, 15 minutes before they wake up, so you can just have your time with the Lord. You have that time with him, commune with him, so that when you're dealing with them, you're all peaceful and all full of um, patience to deal with the children. They are not disturbing you. I remember a few years ago, um, one of the things that I used to pray for was the spirit of Anna to fill me. Because I remember reading about Anna the prophetess, and we find this in Luke 2, 36 to 38. She was a woman of prayer. She was a woman of prayer and fasting. She, she, um, she was 84 years old, the Bible says, and she was married for seven years. And, the rest, and then her husband passed away, so she was then a widow. And then she spent her time, night and day, praying, seeking the Lord, praying and seeking the Lord. And when I read that portion of scripture, I was so attracted by her spirit that I really wanted to be filled with the spirit of Anna. And it was seeking the Lord so that I could be filled with the spirit of Anna. Because the more we are filled with prayer, the more we will be able to hear what the Lord wants us to hear. Um, <laughs> when Pastor John was speaking yesterday, he was saying that um, sometimes you go to prayer meetings and people are 
they, you know, the person leading, they'll say, let's pray for the church, let's pray for the church. And, you know, p people are just like Loki. Yeah, you're praying. Let's pray for breakthroughs. Everyone is on fire because it's a personal thing. But the Lord, yes, he knows what we need, but he wants us to also seek him for who he is. Give him thanks. Give him praise. Not because he's doing anything for us, but because he wants our hearts. He wants us to commune with him. He wants to hear about the things that we've done, the things that we want to do for his kingdom, how we're going to be building his church. The Lord sometimes wants to come and hear that. Just think you have a friend, okay? The friend, every time they pick up the phone to speak to you, yeah, can I have this thing from you, please? Do you have this? Oh, yeah, I, I, I was going to speak to you the other day, but can I um, loan some money or can I get this, can I borrow this thing from you? Every time you speak, from, speak to them, it's request, request. It's nice when you go, how are you doing? You know, how have you been? How's your day been? You know, it's really nice. And that's what the Lord wants from us as well, for us to spend time with him, for us to know him for who he is, because he is a wonderful God. He has such a heart towards us. This is somebody who gave up his only son, for us, his only son. Can you imagine those of us who have children giving up any of our children? No, but he gave up his only son for our sins to be forgiven. Reading the Bible daily, that's another um, way that we can seek the Lord. By reading the Bible, we know his words. We know the things that we should be getting involved in. We draw closer to him. We know his ways. We know his righteousness. And we know the things that we need to do. It's our daily food. In Matthew 4, 4, it says, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. That was Jesus when he was in the wilderness fasting. Because he knows that the word will bring him sustenance. When you are going through things, the word brings you sustenance. I remember a few years ago, I was going through, um, I don't know what happened, but anyway, I just started to feel really claustrophobic. And I was thinking, what's going on here? I couldn't be in enclosed spaces, and I was thinking, okay. Spoke to um, Mecca for him to be praying for me. I spoke to um, Pastor Joe and um, for him to be praying for me. I remember speaking to Pastor Nikki as well for him to be praying, because I was just like, Lord, help me. But what had to happen was I then was seeking the Lord. I got a whole load of scriptures. Every morning before I went to school, I would be speaking these scriptures over me, speaking these scriptures over me. And for some reason, before I knew it, I think this went on for about three weeks, me speaking the scriptures over me. And I think after about three weeks or four weeks, I suddenly realized that, oh, this thing's not over me anymore. Because I used to wake up in the middle of the night, Mecca, Mecca, <laughs> I'm feeling claustrophobic. I would literally want to come out of the house. Literally want to just run out of the house because I was like, oh, I feel as though I can't breathe. But speaking scriptures over me. Because the moment, when I started speaking the scriptures over me, they were just like logos words. It was just general words. But the more I spoke them, the more I spoke them over me, they became life. They became a rhema to my soul. I started to believe it. And whatever was there, just lifted up. Psalms 119 verse 130 says, 
The unfolding of your word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. How awesome is that? Another way to seek the Lord's kingdom is obedience to God's instructions and his word. John 14 verse 23 says, Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them. Obedience, I think that's a battleground for most of us. Obedience. Once we, once we come to a place of obey, obeying, you find that things flow for you a lot better. Sometimes with obedience, we find that we can justify it. Because even sometimes at home, Mecca will be telling me something, I'll be like, trying to tweak it. And then the Lord will be speaking to me, no, this is what you need to be doing. Okay. Okay. Obedience causes us, sorry, disobedience causes us to start justifying. Because we have our way of doing things. We have our way of doing things. And even when it comes to our children at times, sometimes they, they are even right. And we just have to say, okay then. Okay, then that's fine. Because even yesterday at the dinner table, the children were telling us things that how we carry on. We don't listen sometimes and blah, blah, blah. And I said, you know what? I put my hands up. Yes, you're right. I don't listen <laughs> sometimes. And then later on, I don't know, I was doing Zion's hair. Then, mom, you're doing it. It's like that dinner table didn't even happen because you're still, you know, not listening. And I'm like, Lord, seriously? <laughs> you know, it's like, okay. Sometimes they're right, but sometimes they need to listen themselves, you know. But yeah, obedience is something that we battle with. I know I battle with it, you know, especially when it comes to my children, because I think I have that um, African mentality that you're a child, I'm the adult, so you listen to me. But in this day and age, it's a two-way street. You need to listen to each other. So it's just making sure that we're walking in his, in his obedience following the Lord's instruction as he commands us to do. Deuteronomy 5, 33 says, walk in obedience to all that the Lord your God has commanded you so that you may live and prosper and prolong your days in the land that you will possess. If Jesus wasn't obedient, we wouldn't be here today. Jesus didn't want to go and, be, and sacrifice himself. We know because he asked if this cup could, you know, be taken away from him. But even Jesus was obedient. Even Jesus obeyed his father. The other person that I think about and I think, wow, is um, Abraham when he was told to go and sacrifice his, his son Isaac. Didn't even think much about it. Didn't even question the Lord. These days you say something to children, why? My children, first thing, why, why, why am I, why, why, you know? But there was no why, there was, it was just following instructions, just doing what the Lord wants him to do. And as he followed God's plan, there was a lamb in the thicket for him to sacrifice instead of his son. We are to walk in obedience, walk in obedience and allow him to lead us. Another way that we can seek the Lord's kingdom is to worship him through our daily lifestyle. 
Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. When we don't conform to the ways of this world, we are able to worship the Lord because there's so many things out there that can stop us from worshiping him. In our attitudes, we need to make sure that we're doing the right thing. In how we speak to others, we need to make sure that we're doing it properly. We are to honor God, respect, other, respect him and reverence him. When people see us, they are supposed to see God in us because of how we conduct ourselves. If somebody's losing their head at work, that's not how we are supposed to, that's not what we are supposed to do, how we are supposed to behave. You know, God fights our battles. We're to follow his ways, his truth, the life of his son. Honoring God is how we are to live. So that as people see our lifestyle, it'll be like a magnet. We're just drawing them in with our lifestyle. That's how we're supposed to be. The example I gave the last time of the fear, the fair invasion that um, I did a few, few years ago, that was not honoring God. It was the opposite of honoring God. Doing things that we're not supposed to be doing. That's negative. It's not honoring God. But it's doing the exact opposite to what we're supposed to be doing. Holding on to pride. Holding on to unforgiveness. Having an unteachable spirit is not honoring God. And sometimes we deceive ourselves. Making excuses. No, no, it's fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. No, no, fine. But being prideful. I remember um, speaking to <laughs> Jean-Marc the other day and Mars as well about pride. My, um, this was, I think it was a couple of weeks ago. Our car wasn't working. And um, bless Mars, she came to pick me up from school. And I said to her, I'm really touched by that. I'm really, really touched um, by what she did. And she was like, we're family, we're a community. But deep down when, you know, speaking, I think it's also because I was prideful because it's so easy to give out. But for you to receive, it's like, but that's not me. That's not what's supposed to happen. I'm the one that gives out. But these little things is just examining and really being real with yourself. Speaking to the Lord, Lord, show me when I'm not doing the right thing. Show me when I am doing the wrong thing. If there's pride within me, root it out. If there's unforgiveness that I'm making excuses for, root it out. If I do not have an unteachable spirit, help me to deal with it. The best thing we can do in, in seeking God's kingdom is being honest with ourselves being really honest with ourselves because sometimes we cannot see it. And sometimes <laughs> the people that come to tell you how you're being, it's not people you want to hear from. But sometimes that's what God does. 
repentance of our sins so we can live with him. That is another way to speak, to seek his kingdom. When we do something wrong, let's repent. Let's confess our sins. 1 John chapter 1 verse 9 says that we're to confess our sins to him because he is a righteous God and he will cleanse us of all unrighteousness. If we do not confess our sins, we're making excuses for it. There's nothing he can do. God just watches you. He literally just watches. There's not much he can do. But let us confess our sins. Let us repent, as it says in Matthew 4, 17. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. As we repent, it's actually a character building. The more we repent of our sins, the more our character has been, been built up. The more we become transparent. Because that's what the Lord wants from us, transparency. Nothing should be hidden in God's kingdom. Absolutely nothing should be hidden. We should be open. God knows how we can be. He knows we have a carnal nature that is constantly in battle with the spirit. So he just wants us to just come before him, confess our sins, repent for the things that we're doing. Praise and thanksgiving daily for who he is. Giving him praise and thanks is another way we can seek his kingdom. He is such a wonderful God, a loving God. For us to praise him. It says in Psalms 100 that we are the sheep of his pasture. Okay, so I'll just read from the top. It says, shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is good. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. When you love somebody, you want to you really thank them and praise them for the things that they do. That's how you feel. Just think about God as well. Because we know that he first loved us. He, we know that we, he has us in his embrace. We know his face shines in us constantly. We just want to give him thanks. We want to give him praise. We wake up in the morning, just thank him. You know, even if nothing has happened, Lord, thank you. Thank you for waking me up this morning. Thank you, oh God, that I have strength to go to work, strength to speak. I remember many years ago when I was in hospital um, and <laughs> I was in the ward and I remember there were other, I think there was four of us in that ward and I was the one that was doing the runarounds with the rest of the people there because some of them couldn't move and I just thought 
Lord, when you don't have strength in your body, it is so hard to do things. And I remember even when I came out, because it was when I was diagnosed with high blood pressure. When I came out, the medication, because they were trying to bring this, this blood pressure down, and the medication that they were giving me, it was so strong, it was just doing all sorts to me. But I remember I used to, because I just wanted to just be in God's presence, I just wanted to go to church. And walking, I wasn't driving at the time, walking to the bus stop, I could, everything was blurry, couldn't even see properly. And I just thought, Lord, it's amazing how we take certain things for granted. We take walking for granted. We take um, talking for granted. We take doing things for granted, seeing at times. We don't even think about it. We take these things for granted. But when you cannot do it, that's when you realize how vital it is. You know, when you have to stay in one place, you're getting people to bring things to you. You realize, oh my goodness, this is a lot. So just thanking him for his strength, thanking him for the things that he is doing for each one of us. He appreciates that. My time is slowly running out. Another way we can seek his kingdom is by faith. Hebrews 11 says, now faith is, conf is the confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Believe in those things that are, that are not as though they are. So we don't have to see it in the physical, but we just believe that is going to happen. Believe in those things. And verse 6 says, and by faith is, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Verse 7 says, By faith Noah, when warned about things not yet seen in holy fear, built an ark to save his family. Others were laughing at him, but he built an ark. And who was laughing after the flood came? Verse 8 says, By faith Abraham, when called to go to a place, he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. How many of us think we will do that? The Lord says, I want you to go to Timbuktu. <coughs> um, sorry, Lord. <coughs> we start coming up with all sorts of reasons why we cannot go. Because we don't know what the journey is going to be like. By faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. Twenty-three. By faith, Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born because they saw he was no ordinary child. And they were not afraid of the king's edict. Faith helps us. It navigates us. It propels us. It gives us hope. Verse 29 says, By faith, the people passed through the Red Sea as on dry land, but when the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned. I can imagine that. You see the Red Sea parted. You've got water high up one side, high up the other side, and you're thinking, I'm going to walk through that. Sometimes the fear alone of that scene, some of, some of the people would have been like, no, I'm not going through that. But they did by faith, believing 
that the waters will not collapse on them. Verse 30 says, by faith, the walls of Jericho fell after the, after the um, army had marched around them for seven days. You're believing that what the Lord is speaking to you is going to happen, even though you haven't seen it. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7 says, for we walk by faith, not by sight. We walk by faith, not by sight. Believing in those things that are not as though they are. Believing for healing. We don't see the healing, but we're believing for it. Believing for our friends, our families to be saved. Even though we don't, they're not saved yet, we're believing. Believing that this hall will be filled with people. People rooting for God. People on fire for God. Believing that we will see our youth do great and mighty things. We will see the fivefold ministries from this church, this branch, from my youth. The pastors, the teachers, the, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists. We'll believe in that for our youth. Another way to seek God's kingdom is through consecration. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Dedicating yourself to the Lord. Dedicating yourself to the things of God. During the, I think it was a Thanksgiving service for Pastor John. I remember Pastor John, um, when he was ministering, he said that there was a time when Pastor Joe, don't think he was a pastor at this time, and he... He, um, I think the Lord has spoken to him to pray. Anyway, and he was trying to get others after service to pray, stay behind for hours and be praying. And people were like, no, I'm going home. I need to go home to eat. So then he then stayed and he would pray because the Lord had spoken to him. That was his dedication. The Lord, each one of us, the Lord has a plan and a purpose for us. My level of dedication will be different to someone else's because of what the Lord has for us. And Pastor Joe, because of the ministry that he had, his level of dedication was on a higher level compared to other people. And it's not that he was better than others, but we all have um, our level of dedication that the Lord wants from us. Seeking his kingdom, doing the things that he's speaking to us about. There are times that we want the anointing that that person has, but we're not willing to invest in the time. You see the finished product. You don't realize what they have gone through to get there. Consecrating ourselves to the Lord. 
What is your level of consecration? Have you been hearing the Lord speak to you about the different things that he wants you to do? It's sometimes a very lonely place when the Lord speaks to you about what he wants you to do because no one else is doing that particular thing. But he wants you to do it. And you can't be looking at others, oh, they're doing this, they're not doing what I'm doing. No, because it's not theirs, it's yours. Your level of consecration. And it's not for you to be comparing yourself to others. The Lord has a plan for each one of us. So as we seek him, we all have our own level. We all have our own individual plan. And it is so important that we surround ourselves with the right people so that they do not hinder God's plans. It is so important. Okay. My time has gone. My time has gone. I'm going to stop there and I'm going to pray. Father, Lord, we just really want to thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you, O oh God, for being with us, your presence here, O oh God, and your spirit that leads us. Father, Lord, we thank you, O oh God. Father God, we pray, O oh God, that each one of us will hear from you about how we are to seek your kingdom, how we are to seek your kingdom and do the things that you want us to do. I pray, Father Lord, that you will open up our ears to hear you and you will give us the strength, the grace, O oh God, and, and the wisdom to fulfill the things that you're speaking to us about. Father Lord, have your way. Sometimes they're very simple, straightforward things that you want us to do. Sometimes it's not so simple and straightforward. But we're praying and looking to you, Father God, and surrendering all to you, Father God, and trusting you, O oh Lord, as you speak to us. Lord, we thank you and we give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.